What's up, mamas? We are so excited to relaunch the Mamahood blog this week. If you haven't seen it yet, run over to Instagram because we're doing a week packed full of giveaways of all things mama and baby, so you will not want to miss it. Also, subscribe to the blog at themamahoodblog.com and you'll receive 30 self-care ideas for a busy mama right into your inbox. And you might want to check out the new website while you're at it because it's legit. So we have so much in store, we cannot wait for you to see. Mama, a word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Marin. We love mamas, and we love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in a closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms, and that's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the Mama Hood. Okay, we are so excited to welcome back a guest that we have already had on our show, Emily Jordan. Welcome. Hello. Hi, (laughs) thanks for having me. Um, You will remember Emily. She came on before. She has her own podcast, The Outpost of Heaven, um, where they talk about all things from parenthood to marriage. And um, it's just a really, really uplifting podcast. I love listening to it. And um, we're just super grateful that she came onto the show to talk about this topic that I feel is so important. So yeah, welcome back, Thank Emily. Thank you. Thanks so much. I'm excited to talk about it. I feel like on our podcast, we have addressed the whole pandemic situation constantly. So I don't yeah. know if I'll have anything important to say, but we just ramble on. So yeah. well, you know, we just, we just take it easy here and we're just going to have a fun little easy conversation and we have a little outline. So hopefully this is um, a conversation that's really uplifting and also encouraging for everybody and that people can relate to and feel understood and heard and seen. Because I think that this has been like a really lonely time for moms. And at least that's, I guess, a word that I would use to describe my experience is lonely. And um, even though social media, like we're all on social media, I feel like it has still just felt so lonely. And I just want everybody to feel like very heard and seen on today's episode. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Um, so obviously let's just start with some wins and fails. That's what we do each week. Is there a little win or a fail that we've had in the week? It doesn't have to do with the pandemic, but if you have one that has to do with that, then that's great. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? Yeah. Do you want me to do like a win and a fail? Either one. If you have both, great. If you just have one or the other, then that's fine too. Okay. Okay. So I have both, but one's really short. So my win is that I had a baby. This week on Saturday, <laughs> definitely a win. See, and it's a win that you had a baby and now you're recording a podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, it's been a really, like, I've been really blessed. It's been a really easy recovery this time, which has just blown me away. I'm very blessed. But, um, so my fail though, that's not as quick of a story, but what my fail, <laughs> my fail is that, um, 
the other night, okay, maybe I should back up a little bit. Um, breastfeeding has been really, really hard for me in the past and I never really produce much. I don't really get engorged like ever. I mean, we're all moms, so I feel like we can talk about the whole breastfeeding thing. Mm -hmm, Of course. (laughs) So I, uh, yeah, this time around is different and I have like my milk has come in fully and I'm like engorged all the time and my body's still trying to like figure out how much it needs to make. Anyways, a couple nights ago, my husband, I, I had just fed our new baby and I handed him to my husband and I walked out of the room and I hear him almost like gagging, not like going to throw up gagging, but like, oh, like coughing and stuff. And he goes, Em, why does our baby smell like an armpit? (laughs) I guess I just like, with all of the engorgement and my boobs were just like hot and sweaty all the time. Oh my God. I apparently had BO and I am still trying to figure out how to not get it on my kid. (laughs) So, gosh, I'm not like, I honestly, I'm not a sweaty person. I never have body odor, even after I exercise. (laughs) And now I have like this boob sweat that's like really stinky. (laughs) So that's my fail. Oh my gosh. Well, I I think we can all just relate to body smells and just leakage. (laughs) Like, that's just a big part of motherhood that I think is all too real, and you have just taken one for the team. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What's that? Mine has to do with disgusting body, um, I guess, things as well. (laughs) My win is that this week my four-year-old finally – went poop in the potty which oh, that's is big. like a huge success because we've been working on potty training for literally a year yeah um the fail is that he's four years old so <laughs> that's fine <laughs> like I just I have watched like every other kid get potty trained before my kid and I just I guess I just want to use this as an opportunity to say like if you are a mom who feels like your kid is the last kid on planet earth to get potty trained, like they're not. My kid is. So (laughs) you just have to think that like, they're not gonna, they're not going to be wearing diapers forever. So eventually it's going to happen. Eventually they might be in the seventh grade, but like eventually (laughs) (laughs) it's just like, I never thought I would be so excited to see like a piece of poop, you know, like, (laughs) It's in the toilet. This is great. That's so, hilarious. Wow, that oh was a God. really disgusting win and fail round. Yeah, but that's great okay. It's, it's real life. life. <laughs> it's real life. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into our little pandemic check-in. Okay, um, let's. So what has this, just if you could sum it up, uh-huh. what has this pandemic been like for you as a mom? Okay, so honestly, I so a little bit of background. I have a um, a little boy who just turned four, and a little girl who's turning two this week, and then a newborn. So I feel like on the outside, nothing really changed. Like I'm a stay-at-home mom, anyways. Like staying at home was like it wasn't a change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest change was that my husband was home. 
And we've just been actually really enjoying being together. He doesn't work as much when he's at home. And um, he's kind of able to be in and out with the kids and stuff. So it's it's actually been enjoyable. Um, I feel like a lot of people thing, would say that, honestly. Yeah, yeah. One thing that has been maybe a little more difficult was that we moved right as it started. So we moved in February across the country. And that just felt really lonely um, to kind of move into a new place, into a new town, a new state where we don't really know what's going on. And then also we're quarantined or isolated and it just felt very lonely. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it would have felt lonely anyways in our old place if we weren't getting together with friends or anything that would have felt lonely, but I think being in a new place made it feel even more lonely. I think lonely is like a word that a lot of people would use to describe it. Right. Totally. Yeah. For sure. I mean, like what I've heard. Yeah, definitely. There's been negatives and positives. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. We also moved during the pandemic (laughs) and I would agree like lonely is a really, really good word to describe it. Um, Mm -hmm. because when you, you are stuck at home and when you don't even have like your next door neighbor or your back door neighbor to connect with, then you really kind of don't feel like you have anybody. Right. Definitely. Luckily Um, though, like people in the area have been really sweet and really kind and welcoming. So that's been nice. Yeah. It's just still feels a little weird. I feel like okay, it's been months and months and months and I still don't really know people in our community or our neighborhood at all, like our neighbors at all. Mm-hmm. So that's sad, but yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't really feel like there are ways to connect with them. Like we don't have church. Right. We yeah. are, you know, like going to the playground as often or at least especially a couple of months ago. Like playgrounds mm-hmm. literally had tape around them, you know. So yeah. that makes it really difficult. Yep. And we used to go to Chick-fil-A all the time. Like like right when we moved in, we got invited in this little mom's group and we went like three weeks in a row until it kind of shut down. But like Chick-fil-A was like our hangout spot for three weeks <laughs> and it was so fun. <laughs> but now like it's all drive through. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. Oh, but they closed it. Probably good for my health though that I'm not going so often. <laughs> Those waffle fries. Oh, gosh. Those are a little bit too addicting. Mm -hmm. Those in the frozen lemonade. Oh, yum. Yep. Okay, but are you a Diet Coke drinker? I am a Diet Coke drinker. Okay. So I've been wanting to, like, put together a Diet Coke bracket. And, like, ranking them from different places? Yes, because I feel like I get in debates with people all the time about where the best Diet Coke is from. Oh, Chick-fil-A. disagree. It's from Chick-fil-A, right? It's Chick-fil-A. Okay. I'm so glad you agree with me because people disagree with me on that all the time. (laughs) Oh, it's Chick-fil-A all the time. Chick-fil-A really does have the best Diet Coke. People always say it's McDonald's, but Chick-fil-A definitely wins for me. I think I liked a McDonald's Diet Coke until I started regularly going to Chick-fil-A. It's Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it's way more refreshing. Yeah, like, and it's way more carbonated. Yes, McDonald's is way too watery. 
Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay. So what have been some of the positives of the pandemic? Okay. You? So for sure, it's been really nice to have my husband home and he's still home um, working at home, I guess. So that has given me more time. Like he's been able to help me with the kids and then give me more time to focus on my mental health and on my own work. And, um, with school, I'm just finishing up my last class for my bachelor's degree. So that's been really, really helpful that he's home, um, and able to give me more time for that. And I also think that another positive is that we've just all been kind of, I feel like there's a general vibe of reevaluating ourselves and our whys and our intentions um at least in my close circles it's I can see that happening um and then with me and my husband we've definitely been able to focus more spiritually and mentally um on where we're at and I've really enjoyed that and then of course also more quality time together right yeah Yeah. I would say that too yeah for me like I would just say time like time, time yep. to write, time in nature, time with God, time with my spouse, Absolutely. time yeah. for make-believe with my kids, time to watch the entire series of Seinfeld. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen that. I need oh, to see that. it's so good. Like I, I was a totally, I was a total skeptic and then my husband got me to watch Seinfeld and it's actually genius. <laughs> it's so funny. I'll have to watch it. You got me on to Parks and Rec and I finished the whole thing and loved it. So you did? I'm so yeah. proud of that. Yeah. I knew you had gotten into it, but I didn't know you'd finished it already. So yeah, we loved everything about it. So thank Yay. you. <laughs> Wait, who's your favorite character? Um, definitely Chris Traeger. Oh yeah, he's the best. <laughs> yeah, he's like the worst, but also the best. Yeah, he and then is. my husband's favorite is Ron for sure. Yeah, oh, that's that's my husband's favorite character. <laughs> my too. husband is Ron. So <laughs> yeah, that's what my husband says too. Every time we watch it, he's like, "That's me." <laughs> yep. My favorite is Andy, for sure. Like oh, every Andy. word that comes out of his mouth just makes me laugh. Yeah. Well, every um, time we say literally now, we just have to say it like, I am literally. <laughs> literally? Yeah, it's, anyway. it's a good one. But yeah, so I just mean, time. I just feel like I got time back. Time back that I had just lost in all of just the hustle and bustle of yeah. play, play dates and double dates and family parties and work parties and all the other things that just weren't as important as the things that I now have made time for definitely it just was like a forced slowdown Mm -hmm. and I love that Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much time I was spending on other things until I started spending less time on those absolutely yeah what have been some of the challenges or like the negatives that you've seen um so my like go-to like whenever someone asks me what I miss the most I guess or like what what's been the things you miss the most my always go-to answer is the temple and Disneyland. (laughs) Um, The temple is for those listening. It's just a religious um, somewhere that we go for our religion, but it seems silly, but those two places were just a really regular part of our culture as a family. And Mm -hmm. we're annual Disneyland pass holders. So 
I feel like it's just a good example for me of why this has been so hard. Um, like, um, it's been disappointing for our kids who are four and three who don't understand like what a virus is or what's a pandemic and they can't remotely begin to understand why we couldn't go for their birthdays like we promised. Um, Mm -hmm. And breaking that promise to them was one of the saddest moments for me as a mom. Um, And I know that there are people dying. So I always share this story lightly, but in terms of being a mom of young kids, which is primarily the people listening to this podcast, this pandemic has taken a major toll on our day-to-day lives because our young kids don't understand. And seeing the confusion and the disappointment and the fear in our children's eyes on a daily basis, I feel like has been incredibly difficult. And mm-hmm. I often just think to myself, like, this is their one and only childhood. How long is this going to last? Like, how long is their childhood going to be like this? And I think that's just been the most difficult part for me. Definitely. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. What's What about for you? Um, well, that just makes me think of, when I took my kids to the grocery store for the first time after months and months, cause I'd been going alone and I took them to the grocery store and my three-year-old at the time, he turns to me, we walk into Walmart and he's like, mom, is this the place where we get our food? <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, like how sad that you have already forgotten what a grocery store is. Like, right. sad. <laughs> but you're totally right. It's, like this is their one childhood and it makes me really sad that that this is the way it is and I really hope that it gets better but we really don't know how long it's going to last so we kind of just have to be rooted in where we're at and make the best of it but um, I think one of the hardest things or the the biggest negatives for me is seeing how judgmental people can be um, in person Mm -hmm. and on social media it's been really sad to watch um, people just be so cruel and judgmental about things from wearing masks to hanging out and how we hang out with people or social distancing to how we are going to do school this year to how people value freedom differently. It's just been really, yeah. really disappointing to see that I feel like at first we were all kind of uniting in this like yes this is hard let's unite together and now I just feel like there's a lot of um, contention and judgment and division I guess yeah Um, even among moms and that's really sad yeah oh I agree 100% I think like this could be and this is kind of what I'm hoping from this episode like this could be something that unites us as moms like something where we join together and work together Mm -hmm. to support each other through something tough but I feel like everyone has become so divided on these like political issues and and we should really just be joining together to like make it through something that's tough you know Yeah. yeah for sure yeah that's a good point um so what I mean what have you learned what have you learned about motherhood specifically because of this pandemic? Um, it kind of just going back to what you were saying about slowing down. Um, I think I remember in the beginning of it all, it was like everyone was getting so creative and excited about staying home and how are we going to do it? And then it kind of turned into like, 
comparing how different moms are going to be so creative and be so intentional. And um, so then that was kind of created some shaming and beating yourself up if you're not doing the cool at home activities and stuff. So I just think that like what I learned about my motherhood is that I needed to be rooted in where I was and to stop beating myself up for not being the cool mom doing the cool at home activities or the crafts and stuff. And just to be me and focus on my family and my kids and that, like, time is short. We don't know how long this is going to last, but we have our kids with us and we can just enjoy the time together. So, yeah, I really like that. That's kind of vague, honestly, I feel like, but yeah. No, I really love that. And I think that that's a really good lesson to take forward from this, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah you I feel like in general before the pandemic like mom comparison was a really hot topic um yeah like we were we were already talking about like comparison as moms and then the oh, pandemic yeah. just kind of made it worse like we just kind of right. got worse at comparing ourselves like how is she handling the pandemic what is she doing at home with her yeah. kids and so if we come out of this pandemic being more confident in ourselves as moms and what we do and not looking the other direction at the other moms. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, there, there have been days where I've been like super proactive about being on top of everything. And then other days where we watch like movies back to back to back to back and stay in our pajamas and eat cake for breakfast and lunch, (laughs) which actually we yesterday, no, today my kids have leftover birthday cake for breakfast and lunch so it's yeah but then you just have to realize that like we're not here to be perfect moms like we're all learning we're all where we are you know so just be where you're at and don't beat yourself up just hey, do the birthday best. cake has eggs milk yeah like, there's flour in there <laughs> yeah kind of jumping off of that like confidence in yourself as a mom like I feel more empowered in my own abilities as a mom if that makes sense like where I don't have um all of these other people as involved in my children's lives because they've kind of been taken out of their lives like I don't have preschool teachers in their lives I don't have um like church teachers in their lives I don't have, um, you know, music teachers or art teachers in their lives. I've kind of had to take on these other roles more. And I feel empowered in these roles. And I feel more confident in these roles. And I just feel more, um, I don't know, I feel more excited about taking on these roles as their mom. I feel, um, I don't know if that's making sense, but I just feel like I have the tools the tools that I need to take on more roles than just mom. Like, okay. I, I, I be more. love that. I love that so much because I feel like that same idea could scare a person to death that like, you're the only person for your kid right now. Like that's a pretty scary thought, but you have decided to be in like enthusiastic about that. And I well, love I feel that like at first it did. <laughs> right? Like at first it is really scary. But yeah. and maybe without the pandemic, I or a lot of other moms would never take the leap, right? Like yeah. mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. Like we may we may have not 
like said no to all of the parties and dates and get togethers that we actually didn't want to go to. Right. But the the pandemic just kind of forces us into these things that like we probably should have just tried doing in the first place. And it's just forced us into these roles as a mom that we wouldn't have otherwise done. And now I feel empowered in it. Like now I'm like, like, cool. I can be their primary teacher. This is working. And you're the most qualified to do it. Like, right. We have all these other people or we did, I guess we had all these other people. We had the Sunday school teachers. We had the school teachers and, um, other activities and stuff, but like we really are as mothers of our own children, the most qualified to be with them all the time, like, and to teach them things. So thank you so much for saying that because now like you're exciting me about it all because I definitely (laughs) felt the fear. (laughs) I feel the fear, but you're going to do great. Listen to your own words. You're the one who's most qualified. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So how have we learned to be more patient mothers because of this pandemic? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So through this pregnancy, I just like really struggled with some perinatal rage and it's Mm -hmm. like kind of embarrassing to admit because you don't want to like admit that you're like the rage mom, but I I don't think that's embarrassing at all. I think that's great. (laughs) um so I really struggled with that a lot and I I did the Anya program for two months and that helped a ton um but so good I'm glad you did that like that was really it gave me so many tools that I felt like like because of that I was able to become more patient and I don't think it was like the pandemic made me a more patient mom. I just felt like everything with the pandemic is going on and we just moved and adjusting and I was pregnant and full of hormones that um, Anya just really gave me the tools to kind of overcome that rage or to cope with it, I guess. Yeah. Um. And that, that really did help with my patients. And I feel like I'm a lot better at being patient with my kids now. Yeah. But I don't think it was like the pandemic made me more patient because <laughs> I don't think it did. But so maybe I would love it to just hear what like, you have to say. But maybe it just like led you to actually take the time to participate in that so you could learn oh, those oh, tools. Yeah, totally. yeah. yeah. And I had the time to, to listen to the um, – the zoom meetings and I had the time to do the meditations because like my husband was around more often. And so definitely the pandemic gave me time to focus on my mental health, which made me more patient. So I guess, yes. That's awesome. I, I guess I just feel like patience is kind of that. It's kind of that joke, right? Like don't pray for patience because you'll be blessed with opportunities. Right. Yeah, but I'm kind of grateful because the pandemic did teach me patience because like I everyone kind of got forced into that opportunity to learn patience and I just feel like when you are kind of forced to be around your kids constantly no breaks and you're inside and you can't entertain them with a lot of the things that you usually use to entertain them 
you you have to practice patience. You have to practice tools um, like deep breathing and calming down with your children and taking breaks from your children and these tools that um, that generally make you a better mom and teach your children better skills. And I just feel like the pandemic kind of forced me into those tools. Um, so, yeah, but I, I liked your answer better. <laughs> oh, yours is great, too. Um, yeah. How have you learned to be kinder to yourself because of the pandemic? Um, okay, so being rooted to us really means that we have appropriate expectations because if our expectations are too high, then that's when disappointment comes in and we can't be where we're at and we are just so focused on our frustration. So frustration is like what happens when we, what frustration is, is unmet expectations and how we cope with that. So, Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember your question, (laughs) but what was your question? How have we learned to be kinder? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just as as we're both, me and my husband, as we're both um, focusing on being rooted, we're a lot more kind to ourselves and to our kids and to each other because we have appropriate expectations. That doesn't mean that we have, like, low expectations or no expectations of anything, but when we can set appropriate expectations, we can really be rooted and focused on where we are and where we have the potential to be. Hmm. I love that. I, I've always loved that phrase that you guys talk about a lot, that being rooted phrase. Like, I feel like it is a really, really good reminder. And it does allow us to be kinder to ourselves because it allows us to accept where we are instead of having these high expectations for ourselves or pushing ourselves to be, like, more than what we're able to be in the current moment. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that a lot. Because we're just going to be so, if we can't have appropriate expectations, if we can't be rooted, we're just going to be so angry or frustrated at who we are mm-hmm. and why we're not accomplishing what we want to accomplish. When really, like, if we could just slow down and be where we're at, we'd be so much kinder to ourselves and so much happier as people and as moms. Yeah. Well, and I feel like in that whole slowing down process, like, everybody in the world has had to slow down. Like people in Italy have had to slow down. People in China have had to slow down. Like people in Australia have had to slow down. We've all slowed down. We've all stayed inside. And I think in a way we've all had to, we've all been, we've all accepted that everyone in the world is taking a pause. Everyone in the world is taking a break. And it's almost allowed each of us to take take a moment of self-reflection without feeling guilty or like without yeah. feeling bad. And um, I just think that was good for the world, you know, and that was good to give ourselves permission to, to take a breath, you know? Yes. I also feel like, okay, that was good. Now let's move on. <laughs> right, right, right. I feel the same In the pandemic, let's keep everything we've learned and keep growing but let's get rid of the pandemic now that we've all learned something. <laughs> I feel that way too. I, yes. Yep. <laughs> um, so what's a way that you um, learned uh, maybe a, a new way or creative way that you learned to entertain your kids during the pandemic? Oh, 
Well, like I said before, just because like I'm already a stay-at-home mom with kids that don't go to school or like they don't have any extracurricular activities. Um, so it really on the outside hasn't changed a whole lot, but some things that we really enjoyed doing recently, like since the pandemic is hiking and because we're new to an area, we really didn't know anything about the area. So it's been really fun to kind of explore. We go on a lot of drives and, um, explore some trails, go hiking. So that's been really fun. And then, um, I think it was you, your husband loves ICs, right? Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. So, Andrew has been, Andrew's my husband, he's been um, making a lot more frequent icy runs since the pandemic. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and he's gotten the kids into it too, and so it's been fun to like take a drive to the gas station together and just go get an icy, and um, that's been fun. That's like our little thing, so. Simple thing to look forward to. Yep. Yeah, sure. I love that. That's fun. Yeah, hiking has been definitely our go-to. The All Trails app is yes. our lifesaver. <laughs> no matter where you are, I don't know if it's global. For sure, it's everywhere in the U.S., but no matter where you are, you can find some trails on that app. Easy, medium, yeah. hard. And It's super nice. We love the app. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes, but... It's just for us, like, I feel like my three happy places, right? The temple, Disneyland, and outside. And, like, outside did not get closed down. So that has just been, like, okay, I guess (laughs) we're just going to cling to this one. And that one has been the lifesaver. And if there's anything that I feel like has been really great for my kids, and same for you, Like, it's just been, like, really teaching them to connect with and love, like, the earth and nature and really connect with those things. And I am grateful for that opportunity where I feel like there's been a lot more of that Mm -hmm. um, that would have otherwise been spent doing something else. There really has. Yeah, it's been really fun to go um, hiking and at the same time be teaching our kids about, like, different mushrooms and um the wildlife that we see on the way like we've seen a bunch of snakes we've seen some armadillos and it's just been like way fun to kind of be teaching along the way as we go on these little adventures so that's really fun yeah and you guys are I mean we're like we're still in like the the rocky mountains but you guys are kind of exploring the swamp kind of areas now aren't yes. you so that's, that's kind of fun weird. <laughs> we totally yeah. missed that. but it's been fun there's a lot more mosquitoes on these hikes than there are in Utah, but bring your bug spray. Different. Yes. Yeah. Well, that would be super fun. We we got to go to we've gone to some different, I guess, climates and tried to explore some new stuff and I just feel like it's fun. Like we've never spent a summer going to so many different like national parks and stuff because we couldn't go other places. Like Yeah. We totally would have been going to like other theme parks and other places are flying other places if not for this pandemic which just was like okay we're just gonna like go camping every weekend and I'm really glad like we've made so many memories that we wouldn't have otherwise made you know definitely I think another thing too that we've been really loving is at home church um 
it's been just a lot of fun to be really engaged in our kids' spiritual learning. And then also we, I don't know if you guys have done this, but you said you really miss going to the temple. Um, we go just to the temple grounds, like just to the parking lot, and we'll walk around the temple and just kind of talk and sing songs and stuff. So that's been really entertaining for them and kind of making sure that they don't forget that we do have churches and temples still. Mm-hmm. We just aren't going right now. Right. It still exists. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing I keep telling my husband I would be okay if it continued forever is at home church. At home church. I feel like it's actually been really, really nice and really effective. Yeah. I oh, would totally agree. One of those things where I'm just like taking this into our own hands, I actually feel like we've become better parents because of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. It's made me a lot more spiritually confident. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I like how you said that. Um, one other little thing I would throw in there as far as like entertaining kids is like obviously I feel like if you're at home every day and they're playing with the same toys every day and you're not having as many play dates, um, obviously your toys are going to get old and they're going to get bored of your toys a lot quicker. But I've found that if all of our toys, and this is really like easier said than done, but if all of our toys get put away um, at the end of the night, then they tend to think that they're fun and exciting again the next day a lot more frequently than if they're left out. And I don't know what it is. I've been kind of doing my own like secret experiment. But if <laughs> if the toys are left out, I feel like they kind of feel like, oh, I've already played with that toy. But if the toy gets put away, then it's kind of like they're rediscovering it again. And I feel like the toys get a lot more use. That is genius. <laughs> I don't okay, know. Okay, we're trying I know that. that. I know that at the end of the day, like it's so exhausting and uh, uh, obviously there's probably a lot of moms out there who always just put the toys away at the end of the night anyways. And, but for me, like there are nights where I'm like, it's fine. I'm leaving them out because they're going to pull them out first thing in the morning anyways. But if I do put them away, I think that they play with them a lot better the next day. Yeah. That's a genius idea. I'm going to start trying that and we'll see how it works in our family. Maybe it's just my kids. But that and playing like your um, books are a library has worked great for us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we've been doing a lot more reading together, which has been fun. Yeah, yeah, reading. And I'm really glad some of the library, like the actual libraries are starting to open up. Um, oh, really? A big lifesaver. Yeah. That is awesome. I think ours are still closed. but Oh, really? Yeah, they have the like the little craft stuff that they do for the kids they will like I think if you call they'll kind of put it together for you you can pick it up but they don't like do reading time or story time like the library itself is closed to the public I'm pretty sure Mm, yeah but they'll they'll give you like a craft packet oh well that's I guess fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) not as fun as going to the library but yeah we'll take what we can get right yeah. <laughs> um, so here's a question I threw in there because I know you guys talk a lot about marriage, your podcast being a marriage, I guess, you know, between a husband and a wife. And uh-huh. we don't get to talk about this a lot on the show, but how, so how has your marriage, you know, struggled or been strengthened during the pandemic? Because 
our it has affected all of our marriages, you know. So yeah. I just I just wanted to hit on this for just a quick second. Well, for us, I know it's not this way for everybody. I've heard a lot of people talk about how they're struggling with it, but honestly, for us, it's been really great. I love having him home from work, and he loves to work at home, which has been really great. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like also as we are both focused on, like, our spiritual growth and, like, turning to the Lord during this crazy chaotic time, then we're going to be drawn closer together. Yeah, I feel I like that. as we direct our attention to God, then we direct our attention to each other. And if, if we were coping in different ways and one of us was not looking to God and the other was, like, I think it would be harder to connect. But I feel like we both have really solid intentions and solid direction of where we're, we're going to cope. And so we're strengthened together through that. And I know that not all of your listeners are Christian, um, so that might not apply. But um, hopefully, as as you can focus on whatever spiritual side or like mental side that you have going for you right now, that you can be stronger together as a couple. Yeah, yeah, I love that, and using it as a way to connect together and um, become stronger together is is really good. You guys are a great example of that. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) For us, I feel like the pandemic and just this year in general for us going through like a move and a hard diagnosis and a bunch of things has brought out like a lot of things that we've had to face together. And mostly it's just like brought out a lot of like mental health issues that we've never really had to face together before, like a lot of anxiety and some depression. And at the end of the day, that has been really, really good for us. Mm -hmm. Um, It's caused us to become like even more vulnerable with each other and more open and more open with each other and more reliant on each other in ways that we've never had to be before. And um, I just feel like at the end of the day, we've been able to rely on each other in ways we've never had to before. Um, We've had to parent together more with him being at home. And for a lot of people, like the husband, like you said, like, He's home now and usually they leave for the day and so they're having to parent together and that's a whole other aspect of marriage. Right. I think it's a little bit different for us because we just came from college where Mm -hmm. he was home basically all the time and we we co-parented like all day almost every day. Yeah. So it really like it wasn't that different to like move and then go back to that. Like, he was only really working for, like, a month away from the home. So I feel like if we were a little bit more mature in our marriage years, I guess, and he had been working outside of the home for years and stuff, like, I can imagine that that would be really difficult Mm -hmm. to now have your husband home and feel like your toes are being stepped on Mm -hmm. because you're the one that's usually parenting all day and now your husband is trying to. And I can understand where a lot of conflict can arise 
um, we're just in a, a very unique, different situation where we're very used to both being home and both parenting all day. So yeah, for sure. I definitely understand how conflict can happen. And I don't want to just seem like, oh, life is perfect. My marriage is great <laughs> all the time. No, um, I think your perspective is really valuable. Right now. So yeah, no, your perspective is really valuable. And I, I love hearing all of the different experiences that people have been having. And like my husband, for sure, like his dream is to just have like a remote job and work from home. And I think it's been like, he's loved doing that. It's just been like, it's almost been cool to see like, okay, this is what it would be like if you did have that like remote job, you know? And, um, it's been at the end of the day, like really cool. I feel like we've figured out a lot of new, new ways that we would do things. We've been able to like, I don't know, like for me where I've recently been diagnosed with MS, like I can go to my doctor's appointments and he can work his schedule around it. And at the end of the day, it's been really good. So so there's been a lot of positives that have come from it. Um, But I feel like having to face like this mountain of a struggle that is like (laughs) getting through a pandemic together has overall been good. And I think though, like there are people, you know, like the statistics are out there that like domestic violence and domestic abuse and things, the numbers have gone up since the pandemic. And so I just want to say like for our listeners, if anybody is like going through that or struggling with that, that get help and reach out, call who you need to call. And definitely like we see you and we hope that you don't keep struggling. Right. For sure. Um, but so I guess in the end, what, what words of encouragement or comfort, um, do you want to offer to other moms right now? Cause we're still in this thing, you know, we're still, yeah. We're still in it. We're still wearing masks every day. We're still social distancing where schools have started, but kids are in masks. And most, a lot of, like, I'd say like 50% of moms are homeschooling. Um, So what, like, what, what encouragement or comfort would you offer right now? So I would just say, like, give yourself grace and give other moms grace. Like, let's just unite as moms and not feel so hostile and judged and judge judging others for the way that they're deciding to parent in this crazy time and the way that they're deciding to school and all the choices. I feel like we have so many things that we have to change or restrict or decide right now that um, we wouldn't have had to face otherwise. And we don't know what we're doing. You know, this is the first pandemic that we're going through. So we're all just learning. So give yourself grace and give other moms grace and let's just all get along and be happy. Yeah. I think that's, that's just, great. Yeah. Give and then just make, make sure. To, yeah. Just make sure to be rooted in where you're at. Just don't set unrealistic expectations. And I like my husband will tell you, I am the worst at that. I always set expectations that are way too high. And then it all comes crashing down and then I beat myself up and I feel like a failure. So I say be rooted. That doesn't mean I'm perfect at it at all. (laughs) I mean, I'm coaching myself through it 
every single day. Right. But that it really is like the, the biggest piece of advice or comfort that I could give someone is to just, you're going to be so much happier if you can just be rooted. So no matter how long it's going to last. Right. Yeah. And we all are right. Like on all of our episodes, like everything we say, it's like, we're all trying to do these things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for that. Um, what I would say is just, you know, now more than ever as moms, like we are the gatekeepers of our children's childhood. And now more than ever, we are entrusted with this role of watching out for them on a consistent basis rather than feeling overwhelmed, although that's normal. I would just encourage all of you moms to feel excited about the task of taking on this role of being their one and only mommy um, and just taking it into your own hands and feel empowered because you just have this major role in deciding in who they get to be. And we have this special opportunity during this global pandemic to be even more closely involved in their childhoods. And it's, it's, even if it's just snuggling up with them on the couch to watch a movie, I just hope that you know that your actions right now as a mommy are just so impactful and so meaningful. And there, our children will remember the things that we did and the things that we said and the way that we handled this. And I hope you just feel empowered and important right now as a mom. Um, and Aubrey couldn't be on this episode because she's feeling really sick right now. But just from her and from me and from Emily too, like we just love you and we wish we could come and give everybody a big hug and we wish we could do a big play date with everybody and (laughs) just get everybody together and tell everybody that it's going to be okay because this is really, really hard stuff. And really there's like the world is rampant right now for moms with anxiety and depression and fear. And we're all like, some of us are about to become teachers and some of us are sending our kids off to school, not knowing how it's going to go. But we just want everybody to know that it's going to be okay and you have the power as a mom to make the right decisions right now. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for saying that. I feel like I'm just going to cry and maybe that's just all the hormones, but I also <laughs> feel like I feel so empowered by you, Marin. Thank you so much. Oh, I do too by you. And that's why I asked you to come on because I just feel like you are the most just genuine person and I knew that you would just say the right things. Um, I would encourage all of those listening to go and find your podcast because the like sweet and genuine things that you said here you can find there. So before you go, do you just want to let everybody know where they can go and find it and where they can find you on social media? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. So it's Outpost of Heaven outpost of heaven yeah um and we can i'm pretty sure we're anywhere you listen to podcasts um and then on instagram we are outpost of heaven and that's basically like our family's instagram it's my instagram but we also do podcast updates and posts about the podcast on there too well thank you i love you guys too thanks so much for having me on you're welcome thanks for coming on